Welcome to Taking the Hot Seat with Abigail. I am your host, Abigail. Thank you for joining me. On today's podcast, I will discuss Black women in honor of Women's History Month. Um, so, Women's History Month is coming to an end, and I wanted to highlight three important Black women. Some of these women, unfortunately, have passed away, and some are still living. Some you may know, and others have not garnered the same attention as others. I learned a lot and educated myself while researching these women. Hopefully you are able to learn some cool, interesting facts in honor of Women's History Month. So before we get into important black women, I wanted to share some interesting facts I learned about black female inventors. Um, Black female inventors have not been given much attention, yet their products and the product of their creativity are items we use to this day. So here are a couple things black women have invented. First up is Alice H. Parker. She invented the heater. For some of us, this is so keen essential to surviving the winter and keeping our homes warm. Her work gave birth to the thermostat and um, other air furnaces. I think that's so cool that a female invented the heater. Kind of crazy that we don't know such basic info like that. But yeah, that's a new fact I learned. Um, We know that Elvis is the king of rock and roll and Chuck Berry is the father of rock and roll. But did you know that there's a godmother of rock and roll? Her name is Sister Rosetta Tharp. Um, she, in a way, did invent rock and roll by combining a lot of, um, different instruments and, uh, different, um, I would, would say different genres as well. Um, Elvis Presley and Chuck Berry's musical style were inspired by her, and her name is constantly left out of the rock and roll conversation, which to me is shocking. So in my opinion, her name should be, should not be left out of a rock and roll conversation. It should be in it, in the core of it, and, um... Yeah, so it's cool. And there's so many other black women that have made a huge impact in the music industry and the music business, but their names are not highlighted as much. So now you know that there's a godmother of rock and roll. Last but not least is Lida D. Newman. She invented the new and improved hairbrush. So before her invention, hairbrushes were not user-friendly at all. Um, I researched some of this too. They were like hard to use and for me it was shocking that a comb or a hairbrush at any point would ever be not user-friendly. It seems like that's such a basic invention, but apparently it was not. Before her invent- oh I already said that, before her invention, yeah, her (laughs) hairbrushes are not user-friendly. But her simple yet revolutionary invention is still used today. The hairbrush had evenly separated bristles, slots that could contain uh, dirt and neatly comb the hair in a detachable compartment, making it easier to clean the hairbrush. So she made a hairbrush that could comb your hair, was user-friendly, and you could clean. I think that's pretty cool. Hairbrushes are very important all over the world. At Like, everyone has one in some way, shape, or form, rich or poor. And, um... Yeah, so those are three inventions that are very, 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 very crucial 
to our lives. I mean, rock and roll may not be, you know, a genre that you may listen to, but trust me, a lot of the music we listen to right now, very much rock and roll influenced. So in some way, shape, or form, these three women have made an impact in your life, and it is important that you know where these things come from. So that's all the facts I've got for y'all today. But I'll make sure to revisit this and give more names and inventions in the future. The first person I want to highlight is Angela Davis. According to the Chicago Tribune, Angela Davis is known as a professor and an activist. She was born in 1944 and is still very much alive and active. Angela Davis is a major activist, was a major activist in the 1960s and 70s. She's still um, an activist. She's not highlighted as much, but she still works a lot for the black community and other communities as well. Profoundly affected by her childhood in the segregated city of Birmingham, Alabama, she became an affiliate of the Black Panthers as a young woman. She's written a dozen books and has continued to lead the fight against racism, the patriarchy, war, incarceration, and the death penalty. But when I personally think of Angela Davis, I think Afro Queen. She wore her Afro during the time when black women having their natural hair out in all of its glory, full of kinks, and all of its volume was seen as primitive and ugly. Angela Davis could have cared less about public opinion. Her wearing her afro was one of the ways she changed America's way of thinking when it came to how they viewed black women and how black women viewed themselves. Not just black women, black men as well, people who had afros. She played a key role in the start of the natural hair movement. Fast forward to today, many women and young girls like me have the confidence to wear their natural hair in all of its glory, full of kinks and all of its volume. Um, I just want to stop there for a second. Um, so the natural hair movement is very important within the black community. Um, there's nothing wrong with wearing our braids and all of, all of that, which is something I definitely want to talk about in the future, like the beauty of black women's hair. Um, Mackenzie and I touched on that a little bit in a previous episode. Make sure to go check that out. Um, and I think that Angela Davis should not just be remembered for her activism work, but her, the way she Uh, carried her afro with pride and still does to today should be highlighted and is very important um, for women like me okay next up is Shirley Chisholm she is known as a politician and presidential candidate she was born in 1924 and died in 2005 rest in peace um she was nicknamed and known as fighting Shirley I think that's such a cool like nickname to be known by uh, a part of me feels like she was, and I didn't really get look into this, but a, a part of me feels like she was given this name out of, like, spite. But um, I think that it does describe her in a positive light. Um, here's why. She was the first African-American woman elected to Congress, serving the first of seven terms beginning in 1969. Guys, seven terms in 1969. That's around the same time that Angela Davis was active. Um... This was very much, this is also around the time that of, of MLK and, and a bunch of other young, very important black activists. Um, so for her to be elected to Congress and to serve seven terms during this time, 
is pretty radical. And you'd think she'd stop there, but no, she did not. This girl had, this woman had ambitions. She went on to be the first woman and first African-American to seek the nomination for president from one of the two major political parties, the Democrats, in 1972. I want to take a pause for a minute so we can process that. She was the first woman and she was black, and she was the first African-American to do this. This means she did this before any black man did. And during the 70s, (laughs) wow, this woman deserves a lot of appreciation and attention, and I think she should be one of the people that's highlighted when it comes to black history and black women. Through her ambition and hard work, Fighting Shirley fought for racial and gender equality, advocated for the poor, and opposed the Vietnam War. Fast forward to today, we have the first female president, female vice president, excuse me, who is also black, and her name is Kamala Harris. Um, that, oh wow, that's super inspiring. I know I already read this when I was researching the stuff that I was going to talk about, but it's, wow. Just, just wow. Wow. That's, that's all I have to say. Like, wow. Um, last but not least is... Tarana Burke. She's very important in a huge current feminist movement. Without her, there would be no Me Too movement. She coined this phrase back in 2006, but the term did not explode until 2017. According to the National Women's History Museum, Tarana was born in 1973. She started the Me Too movement to empower and help survivors of sexual violence, women, and especially women of color. Additionally, she has served as a managing director of a black arts organization in Philadelphia called Art Sanctuary. She was also the executive director of the Black Belt Cultural Arts Center, where she created community programs designed for underserved youth. This woman has dedicated her time, talents, and efforts for the advancement of young children and women, especially black children and women. She's still doing all of this work. Fast forward to today, and she's, you know, very much still active and alive today. She has helped a lot of women feel seen and heard, which is not, which is what a lot of women want. Wow. So, I think doing this research, and I didn't pick these three people for a specific reaction. You know, I, I, I think there are three women that I think are a great way to start this topic. And definitely I will continue to highlight more important people in history that are not known because, you know, we know the the MLKs, we know the Rosa Parks, and there's nothing wrong with knowing them. I think that there are more names that need to be known and highlighted. And it also made me realize how, in a way, our education system has failed us because we've not been taught certain things that I think that we should have been. Certain names should have been in those textbooks. Certain facts should be in those textbooks, in those lessons. And I know that, you know, they're trying to fill in as much as they can, but black history is America's history. And it's time that America starts realizing that the history ain't just other groups, a lot of minority groups are part of the history of the United States, and it's time that we start knowing those names, start knowing their importance. So to wrap this up, 
Black women in the past have taken steps and made a path for future black women. Fast forward to today, black women are in spaces that could never have been fathomable before. But it doesn't stop there. There's so much more in store for the future of black women. Now on Caught Red-Handed, we will be discussing headlining buzz and Twitter's thoughts on it. Um, guys, I think Meg is back. At least I hope she is. Uh, recently, she attended the Vanity Fair Oscars after party in the White House. Um, I've got to say, she looked stunning at both events, and hopefully her hiatus is over. Her fans are excited, and so am I. So let's take a look at Twitter's thoughts on it. There's so many opinions before the privacy of Twitter users, I will not use their account name, but I will read their opinions. One user spoke about her red carpet moment at the Vanity Fair Oscars after party. They said, the way my girl Megan Thee Stallion lifted her hair so you could see that it wasn't a wig and how she wanted you to get into her mug, honey, that's femme queen face realness. Um, wow. Uh, I think what I got from this tweet was mainly the fact that Megan wore her natural hair on the red carpet and her natural hair was looking flawless literally so beautiful um she has you know been very open about her hair on her instagram and her natural hair journey which is really cool because i guess we're really keeping into the theme of natural hair here so far um and she's um shown what products she uses and has shown her growth and it's very inspiring for other young black women who are scared to do their hair naturally. And so, yeah, I think that's so cool that she wore it on a red carpet. That's a pretty big deal, guys. That's so big. Um, and then, while I was looking at trending Meg tweets, one user reminded me of a historic moment tied to Meg. This user said, last year on this day, Megan Thee Stallion made history as the first female rapper to hold a rap performance on the Oscars stage. I think Meg is an icon and she's such a moment um, she unapologetically is herself, and she does make not just black women, but women in general, feel better. She's very open about her feelings. She's not just going to be like, I'm that girl. She'll openly talk about having bad days and just like not feeling your best and feeling sad. So she's just very open, very honest, and her songwriting skills are pretty, pretty, pretty good. Good is an understatement. She's an amazing writer. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for her. She needs to um, stop holding that album. It's getting ridiculous, Meg. Ridiculous. Just release the album. It's please. Please. You did it! You made it to the shout out of the week. So in keeping with the theme of black women um, and hair, I wanted to shout out Hair by Ash. Um, Ashley is someone I've known since I was four and she's an incredible woman. She has taken her passion for hair seriously and started her own little hair business that I am sure will blow up someday. Her versatility and level of skill has allowed her to be able to not just only style women, but men's hair. Sis even does her own hair. 
If you want to check her out, I've left her social media info in the description box. Be sure to check her out. Guys, look at her Instagram. She, um, she is very good at what she does. The lines are amazing. The work is amazing. The product is amazing. And I'm sure she has many, many customers who will be able to tell you that she does keep up to the standard. That's a wrap on Taking the Hot Seat with Abigail. I'm your host, Abigail. Stay tuned for more conversations with me.